0: Hola, namaste, hey everyone, so, <clears throat> yeah, my phone just decided to, um, bomb out on me, bog out, and just completely, utterly do a fucking tummy fuck, whatever that is, on me, because, um, they're not show its face to me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, fucking interference, man, I hate it. Um, really, is there, is there any, ever, any good interference? Yeah, there is, I got some good news here, um, (coughs) to make that last potty, and then I was just kind of like, shut down, put down, and, um, told to shut the fuck up, my phone, my phone refused to do a recording. And, for some reason, the device is sending an output that it's on a live phone call. That it's connected to another um, communication platform. And right now, here in California, in the past recent uh, years, it's a brand new law that you cannot tape record anybody in the entire state of California. The only entities that have those rights and options are law enforcement entities such as jails, jailhouse phone calls, the prison system, um, juvenile hall, um, kids that are adopted within the governmental system. Anything can be and will be fully tapped at any and all times. So, that said, um, the rest of the, the main 49 states of uh, the states, you can just have at it. Y'all get to have your cake and eat your ice cream too. I just have this to say, y'all better really take advantage of what you have right now. <clears throat> because being able to record the sound of your mom's voice telling a quaint story, being able to record um people who make promises to you and you got that shit on fucking fly when they, you know, try to back down or back out from you know, coming up with their end of the deal. Hmm. <clears throat> um just in general people that you know you want to get more information out of just by hearing somebody's background i'm just i'm putting that fucking shit out there cuz i know everybody was thinking i wonder if she's going to say it <laughs> i wonder if she's going to be that fucking truthful or honest mm. yeah i put it out there just really really enjoy the fact that you guys come you fucking mofos can tape record a phone call any day. I think that the state of Washington also has some um some minor changes on that too. It's it's actually a law. Das right it is against the fucking law. They had to fucking make a law for it. Right? Because there was no such law like that. But then we started coming up with these really hardcore um, court issues and um legal wranglings, you know. Mm. People were using the fuck out of it, <laughs> you know. And why not? You know, I mean, I I came across. I used to have. I used to have freaking hundreds of recordings when we could do that legally here in in California. When you were allowed to um, tape your phone calls. You didn't have to have the motherfucker's permission. (laughs) Yeah. It starts off like that. I was um, going through them one day. Because you never ever want to go through your old um, recorded phone calls. Because there's so fucking many to start off. On the first ten lists, there's a thousand to listen to. You know? And a lot of that mumbo-jumbo is stupid shit like... You know, you you dialed two numbers and hung up. Um, you called something for a three quarters of a second and fucking hung up. You gotta listen. To and if you've got a thousand to start with on the on the um, first ten list, you know it's gonna be a fucking dogged, ragged ride. You know, so people rarely go back over through them. But if you do have the patience and time. It's a really super neat experience because there were fucking uh, conversations on there that I completely fucking forgot I didn't have, or I found some absolute new fucking recordings that were like you know when your phone decided you know, decides to just fucking do a random phone call or you um you think you did a butt dial call you know shit like that no. I found old recordings that, um, in that time era... That I fucking didn't even know were on my phone. You see, that's how that law was fucking used and abused. (laughs) Was because... There was two sides to that that fancy. You know? And they both had legit cause. So... So much so that... I mean... There were no questions... There is no such thing as lubrication. There is no such thing as jack-off oil or anything like that. It was all about being able to schmooze a law onto another law just so they can schmooze their way out to the sidelines. Fucking ridiculous! You know? Hear you, hear you. Order in your court. <laughs> What say you? Yay for the left, and nay for the right. Fucking neither of this bullshit just tear out of here like a bull out of fucking in the china closet, you know what I'm saying? Be proud of that shit. Don't let anybody make you feel bad because at one time you're shining and redeeming qualities were now just turned into a piece of shit. Don't let anyone ever have at you like that, you know why? Next time somebody tries to make your fucking body and feelings and seeing eye and third eye blind, um, utter subconscious part of you look and try to feel and act and own it like a piece of shit, you turn around and you do what Jennifer, it's called the, the backwards 360. You turn around back at those people, subject, subjects, issues or things and you face them square on. You just fucking say, you know... ...not on my watch. You know? You can go and fuck up on your own goddamn time. You can go and fuck up wherever you want... ...as long as it's not in my fucking sight... ...within my fucking hearing shot... ...and within my fucking heart... ...and my soul... ...and my nose. Because I know what shit smells like. In other words... You'd better be out of here, Buggy. I'm going to treat you like the malone you are. You know what I'm saying? Well, didn't they have a... um, Some kind of... A.K. Molly. Who was the the old machine? Oh, Sally. (laughs) In the old uh, gang days, like, you know, the 40s. Shay, Buggy. We got him. What did I just call it? We got us a Sally, A Sally machine gun. Then, uh... I thought they had a Molly. Here, Molly, 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 Molly. Here, Molly. So, to the dickhead that was on that show the other day. Something about storage. Dude. This man was such a prick to this lady on this TV show the other day. I feel bad for her now because I know what it's like to get humiliated, fucking popped off at, yelled at, screamed at, fucking hair-raising, curling, yelling in your motherfucking face as if you're in Hell Week in the fucking core, you know, in camp, I mean, but through the core, you know what I'm saying, I mean, I know what that fucking shit feels like, but What's embarrassing is I feel, you know, I feel what that lady felt of utter fucking embarrassment and um, put down, you know, and disrespect and ill will and um, threat. I I feel what this lady felt on TV the other day. I just can't get over it because um, it's unfortunately um, all too often that I know what it feels like to be abused like that publicly, you know, and uh, humiliated sucks. You know, you feel like saying, what am I, a fucking little kid here? You really think that you got to discipline me and fucking shock me and fucking awe me and um, just fucking leave me here to fucking die? You think that you can disrespect a human being, especially when you know and I know or what I say, how I feel and view and know and love human beings. I love human beings, right? I fucking love, them. I love humans. I love the concept of love. When somebody told me once, hey, you know what I think you are? Or do you know what I think of you? Or, you know, do you know what I think your problem is? Or do you know what I think that that, uh, you're going through? And I was just like, what? For the fucking hundred and fiftieth billion gazillionth time in my life. As he was saying that question, I was saying a question to him in my mind. Do you know how many fucking hundred billion gazillionth times I've heard that fucking statement in my life? And I'm still waiting for the right motherfucker to come along and get it right. Right? I've heard that question so many times. Or a statement. Something that's about me. It's always it's always negative. It's not purdy. It's, it's just completely and utterly astounding and outstanding and unfounded. You know, fucking bullshit. Somebody fucking labeled me at one point in my life. And I'm just saying, if you're getting that kind of treatment right now, don't give him the machine gun Sally. You know what? Give him this. Tell him to all meet in the galley and wait for the tally. Because, you know what? I want the, I want a buzzer that goes, <laughs> That way, you guys, you know. So if, if nobody else is going to gong me out of the show or buzz me, then I will. Because, you know when I forget those sentences, Alice has been, bye. <laughs> See ya, bye. Okay, and I'm the uh, sayonara and no nahanga song tonight because um somebody was dicking with us. Aga, situation not... Under, oh, now, under, now, under... (laughs) sorry did I tell you that I taught myself the Morse code did you guys read my mind just now because if you did then I can't wait to meet you on the astroplane it's going to be cool what's your name going to be oh firefighter okay I'm going to meet a fireman and what else A woodcarver? No, that would be my lame bit. <laughs> Cannot get an Amen. <laughs> okay. So anyways, um yeah. If anybody is able to or if anybody out there were able to read my mind just now Narhangas, I narhangas. That would be cool to talk to you. But, um, yeah, you know what? Um, I had a really bad day yesterday. And I guess I'm just, you know, popping off at the mouth because I'm too goddamn lazy to fucking sit down and write a diary. <laughs> and this'll do just fine. That'll do. That'll do. Right? I mean, when times get rough, the rough get. Going. I'm trying to get the wax off of one of my um, candle holders. Sorry, I didn't mean to be so rude and abrupt. Just kind of makes me mad. I got these candle holders. My husband ordered them for me, and, um, you know, he treats me like a piece of shit lately, and I had to go in and have the funeral for my dad. <sighs> What a fucking fiasco that was yesterday. And then guess what today is? Okay, so I came back and then I took some notes so I could finish, you know, part of, you know, some of my stories that I started to say. And so I came back and I took my notes. First of all, one of the old recordings that I had found on one of my old phones was um, when I went to um, a Scorpions and um, Ozzy Osbourne and Acer Dacey concert and it was playing parts of the concert that I totally forgot that I had a conversation with, like my twin brother on a certain song from Scorpions, and it was the real Scorpions, you know, or you could hear my brother and I just talking about, you know, oh, do you wanna um, go get something to drink and I'll wait here, you know, just stupid shit like that where you're at a concert, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I, it was just really cool. Then you could hear me just screaming Fucking bloody murder. I love this fucking song. Yeah. <laughs> then you get hear me screaming as I fucking dance away. The music's all... The guitar's all distorting the fucking speaker on my phone because it's so loud. But it's like it only recorded the really good things that I wanted to hear. You know, it was really badass. So, um... Sorry, I'm spitting out pieces of cherry. I made myself, um... It was dark raspberries and sparkling uh, soda or sparkling water, or some shit like that, it's got fizzy in it, bubbles, and then, um, I made myself a, a snow cone, like a Hawaiian shaved ice cone, dude, I found this fucking cheap ass electric little machine that shaves the ice for you, I mean, you should have seen the fucking stuff I had from the Roman days, I still have it, I don't want to give it up because it's that fucking dependable. But you put some ices, ices you put some ice cubes inside this, um, it looks like it's just a white plastic um, barrel and <clears throat> underneath that barrel and it's held up by these plastic four stands and you stick a bowl or a cup that's rather short and small underneath that barrel, right? Then the top screwed onto it and it had like spikes like spikes uh, that somebody would have in Alaska walking on ice real spikes you would screw that lid on with the spikes and you would twist this um, this um, handle and it it kind of reminded me of you know uh, grinding coffee beans in the old days in the cowboy western days and where they used to have to pour the coffee beans in the grinder and stir it it had a top just like that and let me tell you, if you went too fast and got over excited because you wanted that fucking snow cone right here and now, you always were reminded of it. That fucker had a beautiful way of just fucking shredding your fucking knuckles. If you went one twist too many times or you just got too excited, it's gonna fuck you up somehow. <laughs> so you had to go slow while you were shaving this ice, and the ice came out ex- excellent if it came out, you know, you couldn't even believe that all those big spikes could make such thin pieces of snow, you know so anyways, I I mean, I do I still swear by it, it's so fucking dependable it's like, like having a fucking Honda or a Subaru <coughs> or a Toyota or a Nissan truck, I mean and Chevys, fuck, don't forget the Chevys, right, and Jeeps Jeeps only, is as far as I'll go for Ford but, um, you know shit It was that dependable, right? It was like, um, clockwork. Or it was just like, you feel like you're getting up for church Sunday morning because you knew that you couldn't get too excited because then um, the church would think something was wrong with you. And you knew that you couldn't, um, start the first conversation with the first, um, person of such a bearing religion first because then, what else is there? You know? But, yeah, anyways, I found some really bitching recordings of Ozzy, AC dc and motherfucking uh, Scorpions on that. So, that's why I say it was really fucking nice to have. And then, um, oh, uh, yeah, about my bad day. My bad day started with... We were going to, we made it a plan Saturday evening to go to um, the resting place where my father's ashes were finally um, allocated and and, um, eventually located. And um, it was just something that I kind of dreaded, you know. Uh, For the simple fact is, that you don't know if you're doing it right. You don't know what the outcome's gonna be. You don't know if uh, you should have rearranged this whole situation and scenario a different way. Um, are you even worried about that right now because you're trying to mourn the death of your dad? And this is hard enough because where I ended up. I had to drive like a 30 to 45 minute drive just to go see my dad it's that far to town and so at first my mother and my big brother were going to accompany my twin and myself and my husband was going to drive my mother had decided that her and my big brother that they, those two that reside together would actually take their own separate car and follow myself and my husband driving and my uh, twin brother to the cemetery and I thought, great, what a lovely fucking junction. What a great idea. Yeah, that's that's good for all of us. You know, because we got a couple of fucking pop-off heads in the family. You know, my fucking two brothers. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what's going to happen. And you don't know with who and will and why. and It's just how it sucks, you know. So my mom and I are going to be dealing with two fucking um, potential explo- explosions, you know. Excuse me, that was sexy. Grandma, <coughs> Grandma, oh, just having me the pipe, shine of that crazy green stuff again, right? So, and I really appreciated the fact that my husband was the one that really kept freaking pushing the idea that he would drive me. I mean initially I told him I'm gonna go see my dad and you know pay my respects and say my last goodbye and I said um I was just wondering um you know I'm gonna do that tomorrow can you go or some, something like that I said my husband says back to me oh no no I gotta work on this day I gotta work on that day then I gotta work on this day and and I said, okay, well, then I also considered that it was the holiday weekend for the 4th of July. And so then I um, I considered the traffic, and I thought, you know, I'm always about safety first. Um, it's not important that I have, I'm not even looking forward to saying goodbye to dad, you know, <coughs> or dealing with that issue. But it has to be done. You know, it's a necessary evil that you have to deal with. <coughs> But I also thought that my life is worth more than me um, trying to make other people and their energies or entities happy. And my happiness should be first and foremost anyway, right? So I said to myself, you know what, yeah, fuck it. I'm not even going to drive. I'm not even going to say, do the little funeral for dad. Nothing like that. Because um, it's a holiday weekend and you would be driving alone with your fucking brother. And... You don't know what kind of mood you're going to catch him in because he's proven in the past to, you know, fucking just unleash on me, you know, for, for no apparent, no reason, no good reason at all, you know? So I had to take those, whether, you know, they were not kind or not about other, you know, thoughts and people, I had to take those into some serious, serious fucking equations and decisions because that's how... (coughs) all of us will learn to get out of these messes that we're in sooner rather than further. So, um, yeah, <clears throat> so that was two strikes against me going, you know, on the holiday weekend, on the 4th of July to be exact. So then, um Saturday night starts to approach, and then all of a sudden, my husband sends me this fly-by-night text. I mean, it's fucking fast. So, he said something like, what do you say? He goes, yeah, um, I'm not working on this day, so I can take you, um, on this day. And I'm just thinking, fucking take me where, buster? We already fucking completed this fucking issue. We already talked about this fucking program not happening, right? Right, so then he gets home, and he's all about, oh, yeah, I can go. I'm not working on, you know, um, Sunday. I go, so you can drive? Then he goes, yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. And I go, okay, good, because um, I was just going to cancel it, but if you want to do all that, then that's fine. I said, um, besides, I there was no way I wanted to go with my brother and all the other things, the strikes that were against me, you know? And I, I was telling my husband, I said, oh, I lost my soap down the fucking garbage disposal. I got it. Tell my husband, I said, I'd rather that you with me because he only seems to, you know, fucking attack me when I'm alone still to this fucking day, you know? So, I was just like, oh, okay, I'll I'll handle that. So I decided, you know, my uh, fucking brother, a couple of weeks ago, the fuck out of me. We had a huge, long-ass debate about it and arguing back and forth and murmur and, and um, ill utterance. I mean, I i wasn't even going to drop the fucking issue. It was that major of uh, um, a disagreement with my brother. And the, the disagreement was, I, my brother says, oh yeah, because I told my brother, we will have a funeral for our father. I said, don't worry about that. I'll. We will be able to respect him and say goodbye and do the proper thing. And so he calmed down. And then he goes, oh, yeah, but uh, um, he goes, what about um, Ricky? And I said, Ricky? Ricky who? <clears throat> Ricky Ricardo or something? You know? And uh, he's all, No. You know, and I knew who he was fucking talking about. I just fucking couldn't believe my ears, you know? Why the fuck would I want both of my... Again, why the fuck would I want both of my fucking brothers at a place where I want to fucking go to where somebody's supposed to be laid in peace? Why the fuck would I actually go, you know, or want to go to a place where I want to fucking say goodbye to somebody an eternity. Somebody who's crossed over to the afterlife. That's a fucking serious thing, people. You don't think it is, but it's very, very, very serious. The afterlife dying, you know? Um, depending how you on how you look at it. Or depending what your belief system or or what you were raised religiously speaking. And if you have no beliefs then fucking kudos to you lucky people. <laughs> you know. Those are the admirable ones. Those are the ones that um, we take key to in society because they think before they leave, the type of people and individuals that they are. So... I decided to do my uh, twin brother a favor and get a hold of my mom and properly and officially fucking propose the crazy fucking question of if uh, my big brother would like to join us as we go and and, um lay dad to rest say goodbyes and pay our respects and um you know say bye to dad forever and you know um as with all jackass things that i do this was just another fucking one of them my mom says, oh, I haven't even told you, brother, yet. Hmm. I don't know how, and, you know, she's just him in holler She goes, let me call you back. Let me call you back. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. So she calls back dutifully. And um, she says that, you know, to my fucking amazement that, yes, he'll go. <laughs> I remember thinking. <clears throat> Hold on. Hold on. Sorry, I had to get the iced tea and the canned cream milk for my coffee. Sorry, I remember my mom said that, that you know, my older big brother was going to go, and fucking who knew because my brother fought for him to fucking go two weeks ago, you know what I'm saying? And fucking, I was all weirded out. <laughs> and then um the next morning, like this yesterday morning, I was getting up, I was trying to stay positive, I was trying not to think about, you know, bullshit, and, because I, and last night, I started to get down and out and cry about dad, and I didn't, I didn't want to, um, you know, keep, you know, going on with this fucking, uh, how long are you supposed to mourn when you fucking lose, on, you know, somebody that you just gained their trust and love and respect for the first time in your whole life, and you're, like, fucking already in midpoint in life, you're... You're like, middle-aged person, I'm, like, fucking 52, and it was only seven fucking years ago that, um, I, the peace process, um, actually started with myself and my father, and so how long do you mourn for that, and I'm still not quite sure if I can still mourn that, um, or be pissed the fucking hell off that I wasn't informed of my dad's death, you know, seven fucking months ago, I mean, I couldn't even comprehend what the lady was telling me, I couldn't fucking comprehend, and I never thought I would feel like this with my dad or anyone, actually, because I'm not that close to fucking people, right, you know, I mean, I love humans and everything, but they just don't fucking dig me, and my family fucking just does not like me at all, it's like, my family fucking thinks I'm a piece of shit, and I'm a jerk, and I'm a bitch, and... I'm a liar they think like the most gnarly things you know about me I'm not well respected with my family so that said um (laughs) okay we're gonna have to like hold off and um, we're gonna check it out from here because I know what I was talking about was like pretty radically important so, um, yeah, anyways, about my mourning, I, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to keep mourning, or should uh, or should it have stopped, and, you know, I know mourning's all different, I get that shit, but fucking A, I feel like people kind of are looking at me now like, are you sincere, or are you fucking done mourning your fucking father, you know, I feel like people are looking at me like that, and I'm thinking, sometimes I don't know how to think, you know, I just walk away like, I don't know. Jerry's not in yet on that. Oh, but Jack's here. Did you hear Jack? That's Jack John Humphreys and Jackie's good on me. You already got some treats this way. Ah, he's fucking bending over, showing me his pink diamond. <laughs> oh, then he sits all proper and priming. looks the other way like. Oh, my goodness, I have no idea what minutiae she's talking about. All of a sudden, Jack, just sit right down and you a tale, a tale of a faithful ship. You know, Jack again and his wife. Jack's movie star, the professor and Marianne. Here I'm Jackie and I'll He fucking opened his mouth all silent.
1: <laughs>
0: he opened his little fucking mouth all silent. And he went like this. His eyes were totally fucking dilated. And he just dropped his lower chin like, no. Nah. <laughs> so, why are you have to tell me, Mom? Oh, fucking you serious. You know Jack? You're making me feel like I'm fucking married to two fucking dicks, not one. You know what I'm saying? I tried to get my my cat son, Jack, to go for with me for a ride because I just had some bad vibes. I didn't want to leave him here, but Jack's he dicked out for, like, fucking fuck forever trying to get in the cat carrier, right? So I just said, okay, Jack, fuck it, fuck you. You know the rules of the game. Don't get too close to so-and-so and fucking hide, blah, 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 right? So, um... After that rundown goes by, I mean, anyways, just to add to yesterday, my cat Jack didn't fucking want to go with me to go, say, to the cemetery. I couldn't get him in my car because he was acting like a fucking weirdo. Then when I came home last night, oh, man, he's all trying to get my attention. Then he's starting to act like, I'm going to throw a fit. I'm going to throw a fit. And then I just fucking squelched it there. And I said, look, Jack, don't fucking start your shit with me. I tried to take you with me yesterday. I had a hard fucking day. I really needed you with me so I wouldn't have nothing extra to fucking worry about. Really. I don't need that kind of fucking shit when I'm already worried and stressed out of my mind. You know, that just shortens my fucking time there with my dad. That shortens my, you know, my time of grieving and crying and trying to... um, Regroup myself, gather myself, my bearings and my wits about me before I get back on a, um, a heavily, a heavily traveled freeway because it's a holiday weekend. You know, this is the exact reason why I fucking tried to cancel this, 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 um, this weekend because if I was gonna have to drive. I mean, I didn't want to drive with somebody that was gonna abuse me, so I got rid of that thing because my brother calls. And I called my brother and said, "Okay, mom said that her brother would like to come to our um, our memorial for uh, Dad today." And oh, why? And I was thinking, I know he's not gonna be that stupid and fucking say, t- "Why?" You know what I'm saying? Oh, maybe because he likes, um, the color of your new hat, G. Fucking dumbass. Why do you fucking think you want... Who fucking offers to go to a... Now I'm getting pissed. Who fucking offers to go to a fucking goddamn funeral that they don't give anything a fuck about? Do you think people actually want to go on a day of fucking doom and gloom To go fucking watch everybody scream and roar their heads off. And you're already uncomfortable with the fucking uh, feeling or that word called um, emotion. You know what I'm saying? I'm so fucking sick of that fucking type of people in life doing that kind of stuff. I really am. (laughs) Now, I didn't want to turn this into another potty, but man, I've got so much to talk about. Like, y'all know I do. And if you're, you know, still listening to me, and I know you are because I'm gaining fucking traction and what? Ireland, yeah, and Russia is still a mainstay, and Germany, Germany's fucking, man, you guys came up so fast, and high, Germany, I'm super duper duper impressed with you, yeah, and uh, God, I mean, my uh, status quo via communications um, podcasting is... Has a substantial um, a substantial a substantial rise and peak inside um, people that are like humans listening to me all around the world that is really super interesting um so anyways my back to the story my brother didn't want to go with, uh, mom you know, our mom's brother was gonna go, our uncle. Why, he says. I said, because he loved Dad very much, too. And then, uh, he's, Well, if he goes, I'm not gonna go. <laughs> and then, uh, I thought I'd put this, um, <laughs> Can you hear Jack? Everything's all fucking falling apart right now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, if he goes, I'm not going to go. So then I go, he's going. And just hung up, you know. So I asked my husband to, honey, could you please put my pink lawn chair in the car uh, for mom? But it was actually going to be for me because I wanted to fucking be able to, I, There's to. No, there's no way that I didn't want to fucking think about holding my knees up. You know, because I don't know how I'm going to handle it. I don't know what I'm capable of. I don't know um, how much I'm going to let of my fucking spirit show. I don't know, you know, how and when and should I. I just don't, I'm fucking don't want to fall down. I don't want to look like I'm drunk and I don't want to be made fun of because I fucking don't know if I'm going to be able to control myself and grieving my fucking dad tomorrow or this yesterday morning, right? So that that lawn chair is actually for me, anyways. But I had to tell my husband it's for my mom, so he wouldn't, you know, go. I didn't want. I'm, you know, I'm I'm trying to fight off negative fucking shit already. Like I told you, right? This is part of my grieving process. That or what I'm going through, right? So, I wake up in a good mood. Um. And uh, anytime I had any type of questions about the day's process. I knew I couldn't come up with a a substantial explanation already. (laughs) Can we rewind that, Bag Step one. You know, it's just nice and good to know that you can make peace with very difficult people in situations it's not just a one-time event yearly thing or a decade or excuse me a holiday holiday time deal you have to keep working on you you have to keep working on situations you have to keep working on it only one day one of these the situations that you're working on no longer becomes a situation. It becomes more of a... a granted metaphor, if you know what I mean. Wow, I can't help it if I tell you to fuck the floor and your dog says fuck the floor. There's two different things there. I can't help it if your dog fucked you with stupid and fucked the real floor. You know, these types of deals and situations, ladies and gentlemen, can be very consuming and hard-hitting in terms of emotional quality, stability, and tranquility. Thus, Lot said, that's what I mean when I say my words of old school, um... Language. That's where I'm coming from. Usually something that is not completely understood by me. That's one of the first... No. It's not, which way did she go anymore? It's more like, don't be jelly. No. I've got the most fucking cutest pair of... um. Outdoor fucking gardening gloves. They're just fucking adorable. They look completely homemade, right? But they're made well enough to where you would consider using these fuckers in outdoor gardening situation, right? I'm just, you know what? I'm gonna take it. This is a picture of these gloves. These are the um. outdoor gardening gloves that I'm referring to. I took a picture so you guys could fucking see. Aren't they bitchin'? I mean, they're so fucking girl. Is that girly or what? You don't get gardener than that box, eh? She hot Edge? You don't. Look at on the freaking forearm up to the elbow. Are you serious? It's what? A plaid pink and white type of square sophisticated clear and very neat clean cut pattern right and then right at the right at the tip of the the bottom of the of your right thumb it starts the room for wiggle room enough to garden there's no hard cut seams there they're just very plain and mild and um straightforward right i mean you even have like the double stitching on the very back how it's folded over and um it's just cool because I'm wondering I've never ever ever seen a pair of gardening gloves this beautiful there's no other thing that I don't think that you could use these for what back in the 60s well yeah it's probably a lot that I'm not aware of like uh see these look like they're very finely um tailor-made um This wouldn't be for water then what would these mittens be? In the beauty shops? No, because there's really no dyes or stains on it. But it does have embroidery so... But the embroidery doesn't match the time period and colors and um... Time span this embroidered rose although not invasively new this type of embroidery came later way fucking late way later I want to say in the 70s from 70 to 75 this type of embroidery stitching is very popular so, like I said, not too invasively new, but new enough to where you know that this time period, like in the 60s, <laughs> you know, was quite different in the 70s. So, that makes me wonder, then, if these were made in, um... So these were made in the 60s, and then this was added. So that means that when these were being used, they didn't, they weren't worked a lot. And especially outside, the only reason they're dirty is because of me. I didn't use these outside. I don't know about their um, laundry. Is it irony? I'm not sure. Oh my God! I'm still t- I'm still podcasting. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the time period and what the use was for these really beautiful gloves. And so I've come to the, the understanding. I'm not done with the um, definition, although I've come to the understanding that these gloves were made in the '60s, and they were made for household chores that didn't get their hands dirty. Um, but they were, um, covered for some reason. So I, but my first, um, initial instinct was that these were used for, um, people that were dealing with laundry and, uh, fresh undergarment items. So they would have to keep, you know, a woman's dress from getting snagged by the fingernail. So they would have these gloves on. Plus this gloves would, these gloves would protect their skin from touching their undergarments. You know, I'm wondering if these are made for those type of um, household wearable gloves for women. Um, so I tend to think that, but um, I'm not quite sure. The rose indicates that it's done for something very feminine and pretty, and since the rose was added in mid to latter seventies, um, that pretty much sustained its will on its, um, work capture or end, if you will. I didn't state that right. It's evidence and, uh, use in history. So, yeah, I, I would definitely want to say it has something to do with fine clothing and stuff like that. So we will not want to cause no snags. It's pretty interesting. Okay, well, I think I'm done. I don't think I have anything to say. Um, oh, yeah, my husband ended up fucking cussing me out yesterday, calling me a stupid fucking bitch, a dumb bitch, oh, an impatient bitch, a fucking bitch. I was called that yesterday. on um, The very fucking, you know, uh, half of the hour, he fucking throws that shit on me. And I'm thinking, I don't even care if you what you call me today. I don't care what you make me do. Because I, I gotta focus on being able to give all my grace and peace to my dad. This is the last time. I mean, don't act like any of, you know, you motherfuckers out there who treat me like shit don't know when the last time it was that you treated me like shit. This is the one last time that I don't want to be fucking treated like shit because... I've got an important job to task. And I take human beings fucking serious. As if you didn't know by now, with all due respect. Anyways. Um My brother says he's not going if my mom's brother is going and I wasn't then when I found out that my mom's brother didn't go I was not about to go back and call my other brother and say, Oh, by the way, so-and-so's not coming, so now you can bring your great big ego and your narcissistic, fucked-up, macho-chismo attitude and go. Because, yeah, you're right. I don't think there would have been enough room in the car with you and all that fucking bullshit, too. That's a lot of fucking space. No, You know, there's no way I was going to call him back and say, oh, hey, yeah, he's not going. I would love to come pick you up for the, the ride on the way to the fucking cemetery. I don't even know where fucking dad's ashes are. I got to look for it. And I already know if he's impatient, I'm going to be going to the ER because, I mean, he's going to just fucking jack me up. Of nervousness, aggravation, and just fucking blood pressure, just bullshit rising, right, bad energy, bad negative shit, you know what I'm saying, um, it's, it was too much for me to fucking handle, I, I did know that, I honestly knew that I could not handle my brother on such a serious day, so I, you know, I was glad to find out that, man, we fucking dodged a bullet with that motherfucker, that's basically what I told my mom when I got in the car, she's all, where's your husband, you said he was gonna drive, and I fuck. I dreaded fucking explaining it to her, you know. And I thought if I if I sugarcoat it now, she's gonna be asking all day, motherfucking long. Well, what was that about? I hope Robert's all right. I, just because she's a fucking nosy broad, she just don't come out and say it. So I thought I thought you know I'm just gonna fucking say it. And, and be off with this, this issue. Because I've got more important things to do at hand right now. I just found out I'm the fucking... <clears throat> the chauffeur. Um, and the driver. On the way to my fucking dad's goddamn fucking funeral. You know? <clears throat> that I found out he died fucking... Now it's eight months ago. <laughs> right? <clears throat> I have to go through heavy fee- freeways. <clears throat> that means that... My, I don't know how I'm going to fucking work or rework my morning time. Do I just let it all out while I'm there? Or do I just stay in the car and cry by myself? Or do I make an excuse? I didn't know how to fucking deal with this grieving shit. I've never fucking lost anybody this fucking important in my life before. My dad was my ally. So, anyways, um, my time was going out. I had to drive to the funeral um, cemetery myself, grieve and come home. and um, I got I had a bad day yesterday.